You are listening to High Shelf Gaming. This is a show where we talk about board games and role-playing games and gaming conventions. If this is what you're looking for, please keep listening. You can always find us on our website, Facebook group, Facebook page, or on Twitter and Twitch and Discord, all under the name High Shelf Gaming. Super easy to join the community, and we look forward to meeting you. Quick reminder, we are doing a giveaway. I've got a 3D printed monster, a gray render, super interesting creature and uh, kind of hard to come by, honestly. In order to enter into win, all you have to do is leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Once we get to 20 reviews, we're going to roll a die and see who wins. Hey, everyone. David Gillespie here again. And as always, I'm joined by the psychic Rich Wisniewski. Dave, I got my psychic readings going and they're going off the chart because I was doing some remote viewing last night, trying to get the latest lottery Powerball numbers. It's not going very well, but I did (laughs) see upcoming for us tonight is XCOM and aliens. I feel like I'm on an Art Bell episode all of a sudden. Yes, you are. And yeah, dude, XCOM, the board game. Dude, we have we have chatted in the background about this game for like 15 episodes. It's true. We, I mean, we, seriously. We, we, drop, we drop it so often in episodes and we have yet to do an episode on it's it. On, it's on the episode list, guys. We actually do <laughs> do prep and we actually do have like a board. We have like a scrum board and we yep. have this guy named Jared who sits there and works out like the pros and cons for all of our episodes. And <laughs> this one's been sitting there a long time. Yeah, J- Jared has been uh, pushing back on this one. <laughs> I know. This episode has been on our punch list since before we aired our first episode. Oh, yeah. This was a definite um, Colada Bar Talk. Oh. <laughs> what was the name of that place? Yeah, the Colada Bar. The Colada This was like we were sitting there doing shots of Jameson, drinking cider and Guinness. Mm-hmm. And talking about, we could do an episode on XCOM, man. It'd be so great. Everybody would go buy the game and they'll give us shares in the company. <laughs> and everybody clapped. That's right. And then the waitress was like, oh, laddie, would you like another one? We could bring you another, bring you another Jameson there, laddie. Because we're just slurring at that point. Yeah, we're just, I'm like, I love Colada. And then we went to Hotbox Pizza. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of forgot about this. But anyways, go on. Yeah. Yeah. So Jared finally let this one out of its cage. And we're, Thank you, Jared. We're allowed to talk about XCOM, the board game, and its expansion, Evolution. Mm, you know, I can't talk much about Evolution. Ooh, I can. I can. Because I have not been blessed to play XCOM Evolution yet. But. I uh, I have, and it's good, man. It is a good addition to the game. Not every game's expansion is solid. They all can't be Doom. No, they no. It's right. They all can't be a, yet a whole second game of awesome. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Who is the producer of XCOM? Uh, Fantasy Flight. Who is the producer of Doom? Fantasy Flight. <laughs> that is just blowing my mind, dog. <laughs> See, okay, this is Fantasy Flight's model, and I support it because they make games that I want to play. <laughs> they, <laughs> they go out and they say, you know what, so-and-so company, you got a cool thing going. We would like to license that to make a board game. We're only going to make it for a limited time, but we'd like to go ahead and do so. And dude, they will license anything. 
Whoa, 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 whoa. Does this mean the like? Are we talking about another two hundred dollar board game? No, not right now. Not okay. right now. But it's gonna be. <laughs> okay. Is XCOM done being produced? No, you can still buy it off their site for okay sixty bucks or whatever. Okay, good, good. Yeah, yeah. They like license people, and it blows me away. Like they licensed Game of Thrones, and they licensed Catan from a competing game company, and we're like, we're gonna make. Game of Thrones Catan happen. It's like, Dude. you ca- you guys just license for everything. It blows me away. I want to sit in on their planning meetings. Totally. I bet we should, we should tell them about Jared. <laughs> Jared will, Jared will, he will couch some ideas for years. I'm telling you. <laughs> He's going to save you so much money. <laughs> XCOM the board game. Oh, yeah, we need to talk about the game. We need to Yeah, talk about it gets some flack in the industry. It is well-rated on BGG, on Board Game Geek. It is not one of the higher-rated games, and I think... Whoa, 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 what do you mean? Hold on. This should be like a 10, bro. It's not. It's like a 7, which is oh, kind like of you and I's sweet spot. Yeah, I like a lot of 7 <laughs> games. I don't know why. Lucky Slevin. You know what it is? It's that 9s and 10s are unattainable. But sevens are in our wheelhouse. <laughs> you know, it, 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 you, is it is it a rules thing? Are you like dropping the bomb on everybody that if it, the rules are too complicated, I just zone out and make uh, fun of everybody? There are some very well-rated games that are a little chunky in the rules section. But then there's also like uh, Seven Wonders is crazy high on the list. And Seven Wonders is really simple and straightforward and easy and yeah. lots of fun. But okay, XCOM, I think it gets a bit of a ding because there's an app. That you have to have in order to play oh, the game. Oh, that does kind of go against the truest sense of the word board game. Right. Then it's a multimedia game, kind of like Dark Tower right. or Catch a Thief. You end up right. needing this like electronic thing to play the game. And then when your friends come over and your friends break your dark fucking tower, <laughs> you can't play the game anymore. And all you got is this big black thing sitting in the middle of your board that doesn't light up anymore. It doesn't say anything. <laughs> it's not like your friend buys another one for you. They take their freaking G.I. Joes and Star Wars figures and go home. And yeah, so that's a multimedia game for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, this time it's an app that can be loaded onto lots of different devices. So if the that's device true. gets smashed, it's okay. That's very true. I think but, that's, yeah. But <laughs> you, you raise a good point. What was the laser one? There was a laser board game that's like, you had to move these mirrors. That's exactly right, dude. It was, I can let me, hold on. Let me go to the Googles. Laser board. I'm done making guesses. Everyone's like, Rich, you're always wrong. Laser board game with mirror tiles. There's like a tower Genie that you could like shoot the mirror up the tower and across. Fun and laser. Ch- oh, no. Laser Chet 2.0. Laser Chet. Why would okay. they call it Chet? C-H-E-T. This must be a Russian game or something. Okay, no, either way, my there are there are there is a long history of multimedia games. XCOM happens to be the latest iteration Ooh. and it happens to have a very instructive oh, app. Well, Expedition. I got that last oh. year at um Origins and you know that wasn't it's it was like on its expansion. You have to play it with the app from what mm-hmm. I understand because it tells the story on the app. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in this game, so XCOM there's not really a lot of instructions that come with the board game. No. They, they say, 
here's all the pieces. Make sure you have all the pieces mm-hmm. and then download the app and the app will show you how to play. It's awesome. Yeah. I, I played at a con the first time I played it at Alcon coming up this week, uh, next week, February 22nd through 24th in Ooh. Houston and the Rice campus. Yes. This episode will come out after that, but yes, Alcon rocks. You know, it um, might come out right before Alcon. Oh, really? That'd be great. Yeah. Give out, give Alcon hoot, hoot, a shout. Um, <laughs> I played it there and, and I guess whoever was setting it up had their iPad there in a like kids Duplo super safe thing. You know what I mean? Oh, so they like, could pass it to you and, and not they, feel like they let it. us play with it. Yeah. yeah. So they had it like in a super locked up thing, you know? Here's what I like about it is that it really changes what they can do with the board game. And it makes it so the game has two modes, a really intense mode and then a strategy planning mode. If you have to have an app with a board game, you're going to have to do something pretty interesting in order to justify it. And I think XCOM pulls that off because this is a very different board game. Oh, hell yeah. I feel like I'm talking to somebody at Mission Control sending me stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it really it really creates that line that it is part of the game to me. It was, it was, it was, I mean, that's why I enjoy going to play it. Right, right. And the other piece to it is that because it's an app, all of the balance changes that need to be made from game to game based on the difficulty rating of the challenge you take on and the number of players, the app just does all that for you. Because like, you know, we've done this before where you play other games and it's like, okay, is this a single player run? Well, there's this rule set. Yes. Oh, no, this is a two to four player run. So it's a different rule set. Oh, it's a seven player run. Yet another rule set that references the earlier rule sets. Mm, Not here. The app just knows. Oh, it's a single player run. Cool. I'm going to give you extra time to get everything done because you're one person. You get like an extra 10 seconds. Hey, I know it's only you. 10 seconds. Good luck. (laughs) I hope you planned well (laughs) because hope you got enough money. That's right. Yeah, so I I do like that, that it makes it very easy to say, you know what, I just want to run run a game real quick and I don't need to worry about, am I doing the right balance of rules? As an aside, we may cut this, but as an aside, I bought the 10-player version of Exploding Kittens. And, dude... I cannot wait until April. Oh, yeah, dude. We are playing this. Yeah, the 10-player version of Exploding Kittens is really good, but it has this problem of... The each trunch of number of players gets slightly different rules, slightly different cards that you play with or don't play with, and you have to sit there and like futz with it. Uh, Dear not listener, with, not David with always uses words like trunch, and then he makes me <laughs> later go like, "What the fuck's that word, bro? Was trunch even a word, or did you just make that up?" Pretty sure that trunch is a word. But either way, every every please comment below, like and subscribe. <laughs> every group of, or every number of users, there's like there's like steps to it. You know, uh, a small game, a medium sized game, and a large game all have different rule sets and different cards you play with. You know, XCOM takes all that away from me, and just I just run the app, and yes, it's fine. Right. And dude, the app does a phenomenal job. Like we've talked about being a DM, mm-hmm. like we've talked about some of the games we really enjoy, like Scythe and things. Yeah. It does a great job of pressure. And making you feel like you're losing every turn. You know, yes. You know what? Playing XCOM feels like playing Doom the board game without having to set a player up as the bad guy. Oh, yeah. That's what it feels like to me. 
because Doom the board game, when you and I talked about it, yes. it's like second episode was it's a four player game. Three good guys. One person stuck with the bad guy job and the bad guy has to put the pressure on. Yes. This game, the bad guy is an app and oh. all four of you get to play together against the app. That is a happy, nice feeling. I remember one year at Gen Con when one of your friends from Texas mm-hmm. um, purchased this. And me and you were there and had played. Rob was there, my son, dear listener. Everybody knows Rob. Shout out to um, Rob Faja. Love you, man. We busted the game out and just played right in the lobby of the Embassy Suites. Oh, totally. Super easy setup. we dropped the app. We had so much fun. Everybody wanted to play again. And it is not a 30-minute game. No, yeah, it is a longer game. It's a longer game, like at least an hour. But you're right. Like we played it. We had such a rush because, okay, so let's talk about it. There's there's two modes. There's the mode where you're like spending money and assigning resources, assigning soldiers to Love things, it. assigning planes to things. And the app prompts you as it goes along. It's like, all right, so-and-so spend this money. So-and-so assign science. So-and-so okay, do okay, this let's, thing. Okay, well, let's go over so-and-sos. Okay, the, yeah. The so-and-sos are, every, if you play with four people, which is how I suggest to play this game. Yeah, yeah. I, I do not think that, if it says one to four, dude, you got to play with four. And you got to play with four people that like to have fun together. Um, there's a commander and I was the commander, mm-hmm. which is kind of a banker slash, um, go oh, resource management guy. You, yeah, this you're, is going to fly caller. here. You're the That's going to fly there. Right. Um, good commanders listen to everyone on the team. That right. is a key. There is a chief scientist, which I'm going to call R and D. Would you call R and D? That's where things get generated. Kind of like that's where your your deck building comes from. Yeah. So in the video game, which I played from day one, Ooh, when I've it never first played came, the video. Oh game. god, dude, the video games are so good. They're rough. Oh, they're brutal. They're brutal. Can I download that on my PS4? Because um, we'll just cut this episode quick and I'll play all night. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's on the PS4. I know that Steam has them available, Ooh, okay. so you can get the the originals. PC um, Master Race. Mm-hmm. The original computer games were really brutal and you hired scientists to do jobs, right? Okay. To go do research projects. Oh, so, and that's what the chief scientist is doing. Yeah. And the scientist is really the strategy of the game because the scientist has a number of texts that they can put out to get researched and they, their job is not to solve today's problems. Their job is to help you solve tomorrow's problems because this game, if you don't get tech out, you're going to lose. You've got to spend resources on tech. And your You've commander get the right has to give you the resources. Yes. Yeah. The and commander that's spends the, the fun money. part for me. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you on owning the purse strings, you say scientist, I'm only going to give you $2. And, and I, and I remember that sometimes as a commander, you got to make a tough call. Mm-hmm. And even though he wants some money to do his research, you got to tell him, I can't this turn, bro. I'll take yeah. care of you next turn. Little right. diplomacy mixed in there. What does the central officer do? I forget that one totally. I remember the squad leader, but for some reason I'm drawing a blank. So the central officer assigns satellites to deal with the UFOs in orbit and manages the app itself. So it's the central officer telling everybody what tasks are up next. So the the app is really good at saying, at realizing it has up to four people handling different tasks and it will give one person a task and then give someone else a task. It'll go around the room, around the table, and then it'll go back to the first person. If you're doing everything well, if you're starting to mess up, like if aliens are up in space, um, they're messing with your satellite network, the app actually reorders tasks to be unhelpful. 
and starts to like Bastard. overload certain players and like you'll get like two or three actions in a row and it's hard to manage all of that when you're still like cleaning up from your past action it snowballs against you relatively quickly just like the computer game did mm. like you really want to be running a pretty tight ship in order to do well at this you have to be well managed before you start the um the intense period and the last the one is that is the squad leader and i remember that's the guy in charge of your teams so he sends teams out to fight the aliens on the ground take get through problems get you into the end game you're sending soldiers and onto missions also to defend your base and the you have different types of soldiers that matches the latest version of the video game they are good at addressing certain aliens or certain challenge types uh and so a lot of times you need more than one soldier like a rock paper scissors spot. right yep exactly and the thing with that is you lizard the other piece with this is you have to go into those missions and go into the plane defense and the and the satellite defense you need to go into that knowing you're going to lose people oh yeah you need to go in knowing you're going to have losses. So there's the first step where you're spending money to address all the problems on the board. But then there's this other step where you've got to kind of hold some money in reserve to replace losses mm -hmm. that you know are coming. Yep. And that, that is, I tell you what, this is one of the few games where I feel every seat at that table is well-deserved. Because yeah. sometimes you'll play a game like this maybe pandemic that you can get a role that you're just kind of a utility. You're just kind of there or, you know, other games are like, you're the fourth one. You're the medic or something. You're not really super in it. Dude, this game, everyone's important. Yeah. I think that the person with the least intense job or rather the job that you can spend the most time preparing, preparing is probably the scientist. Oh, I was going to say commander. Oh, no, no. So the commander has a bunch of little tasks to do during yeah, the game and I you're, and you're making notes. calls in the beginning. Yeah. I'm always taking my notes right. on the money. And so oh, man, I kind of, I, I like that we have a disagreement little, here. Yeah. I keep my own little tablature going on what's been coming, what's coming, how much money other people are going to need. So I'm never not playing as the commander. I'm always paying attention right. to what's on the table. Yeah. I think the person assigning soldiers has a pretty intense job because they end up with a lot of problems. I think that the the commander has a pretty intense job. I yeah. think in assigning planes, they have problems, but they need to just kind of do a, a, a cost-benefit analysis of mm -hmm. there's all these nations that are going towards panic, and some nations are really far away from panicking. And you can kind of let them get hit with the, with UFOs. Hey. <laughs> there's, this you, know, is. you just can't build a wall around the United States. Sometimes you got to let a little <laughs> alien action happen. That's right. Oh, my God. Did um, I go there? You went there. Okay, so the, um, the, the, <laughs> the downside of that is you can get yourself into a position where you think, okay, I can, I can bleed a little in this corner. What's funky is it'll, the game will tell you, assign all aircraft. And you go around, you look at the board state as it is right now, and you assign the aircraft to where you want them. And then, because you haven't been totally on your game and it's starting to mess with you a little bit, it's like, cool, we're going to add two more UFOs to Russia. Well, you don't have any aircraft in Russia. Booyah. Your planning step already passed and more UFOs showed up later. So this game will is just hard. It's just difficult, but uh, it's... We got, I think we lost the first game, but we got really close to winning. So we immediately wanted to play again. 
And this game has a lot of that. Like winning feels so good. It and, does. And losing, you can see specific steps where you lost. That's right. And you're like, I can, cr- I can do better next time. And I don't feel like the game cheats. Even though during the game, I usually yell out like five times, the fucking game is cheating. Um, yeah. I, I truly, when we're done, I don't think it cheats. I think it's just we're humans mm-hmm. and we make predictions and we make, you know, gut feelings. Yep. And sometimes we're not right. So the alien spacecraft can show up on on any nation and they can also end up in space. I think it's if you leave alien aircraft in space, it'll ask you at the end of the round, how many aircraft are in space? Mm-hmm. And you tell it, Oh, one or two or five, <laughs> depending on how bad it's been. And it'll say, oh, okay, that's interesting. The number of aliens in space at the start of the next intense period messes up the intense period more so for you. Yes. So that is where the, where sometimes we get we could get frustrated with the game, quote unquote, cheating a little bit by reordering when tasks happen. It's really because we left too much stuff in space and they're just messing with our comms. They're messing with our uh, command and control. Yeah, you just got to be on top of your game. You have to spend a lot of time between the intense periods, really kind of having a heart to heart. You know, <laughs> you win by doing soldier actions. By getting soldiers to complete missions, to get the final mission exposed, you cannot slack on the soldier side of things. Oh, and do not put your worst dice roller like me. You need someone that's bringing their A dice game to this game because it is going to be a push your luck kind of moment. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There There is a stage where if you keep rolling... The odds that you're going to lose a soldier goes higher. Yes. Uh, or a plane or whatever. It just goes higher and higher. And, and that's where you got to push. You got to yep. push. You're like, guys, I got to push. And everyone's yeah. like, oh, don't. Oh, do. Oh, don't. Oh, do. But dude, you're the squad leader. You got to make the call. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And that's one thing I really do like is that because there's four different tasks um, and you're going during the intense period when you're assigning all your resources, all you really have to do is check in with how many you get to assign the things you put out there, that's all you. And the other players, dude, they're focused on their their, their tasks. They have their own things to take Because they come up really quick. Yeah. To where, as I was mentioning, as commander, I try and keep a tally of what's going on the entire time. I try and figure out what other people are needing. Because when it's my turn to make decisions, it's on. Like Donkey yeah. Kong. Yeah, 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 exactly. There's actions you can take during the intensity period based on cards that are in front of you. Super important to do all of those. And super important to do those when you're not taking care of something else so when you like as the scientist if i hear rich is in the middle of a task that i know it's going to take him several seconds i'll go ahead and look at my time cards and say okay i'm going to go ahead and take care of this action and i'm going to heal this or i'm going to move this or i'm going to i'm going to do a thing some some board state changes to just make things a little bit better for us really important to use those and to really manage that because i have lost games because i forgot that I had a, a key card in front of me or because the scientist didn't get enough science points to get that key card in front of me so that we could use it. Yeah. Those actions are pretty critical to the success of the game. Man, I want to play XCOM. Yeah. Why don't we just Dude. wrap this up, get on Steam, let's play a game. Well, Chris, there's only be two of us. Dude, two is great. I like, is it? I okay. like, I like even, because Kelly and I played XCOM a ton, and when you do the expansion, dude, you get mechs. 
you get guys in giant pieces of armor. You can throw one of those at a problem. What? what? Oh, Hold on. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Back to train up. What oh, the yeah. hell happens at two? When you're doing the expansion, the expansion is really freaking good. It's really freaking good. You've got mechs. These are like or MECs. These are giant dudes that have been genetically modified. They've got these giant suits and they can lay down a lot of hate, like a whole lot of hate. The aliens also get mechs. They also get their own giant alien that they can throw at you. It's balanced. It's tough, but oh, it's so fun. The advanced game or with the expansion, there's more stuff to track. So your first game, your first playthrough, I definitely recommend the base game. Like play that four or five times and then add in the expansion because the expansion adds new, new aliens, new units, new things to track and take care of. And this expansion, it's called evolution. Mm -hmm. So really they came out with the expansion one year later. This has been around since 2015. Good on us for talking, you know, about a four-year-old game. Because, hey, <laughs> someone has to keep these games alive. With, right. Did you see some of the crazy numbers from last year on how many games hit Kickstarter? Oh, I dear. mean, and how many games came out at UFSUCon overseas? I mean, yeah. there's a lot of games. And here we are talking about a four-year-old game that is totally, totally legitimate relevant. Yes. I mean, I... now I sound like a YouTube guy. Relevant. It's relevant. <laughs> I really enjoyed this game. And I, you know, I like older games. I don't know. There's just something about this. I, I really like the two different states. I really do. Because when you're in the intense period assigning stuff, that's a lot of fun. But then after that, there's this, all this strategy discussion. And I really feel like that's when this game comes alive. Because you sit there and you go, all right, Commander, how much money we got? Yes. You know, and you go, all right, scientist, how are we looking over there? And everybody gives their own little sit rep. And everybody talks about like, all right, this would this would be really important to me if you got that card into my hand, scientist. That would save me. That would help us save lives. That would help us, you know, accomplish goals. And there's just so much of that camaraderie during the strategy section that I just love. You know, there's there's people at the at the table preventing loss, preventing failure in the game, and then there's people at the table advancing win condition. And so it feels really balanced during that strategy discussion. I never feel like one of the players is running roughshod over somebody else because their task is just oh so much more important than everyone else's. That's right. God, Fantasy Flight, how do you do this? Yeah. They, they've got their own, Jared. That's how they do this. Yeah. Yeah. That is all I can think of. Yeah. And, you know, I, I totally understand the criticism about, about the app and not wanting to play a board game with an app. I get that completely there's so many great games that don't use an app but this specific game <laughs> with its app usage is pretty novel and is fun for me and maybe it's because i've got a little bit of the nostalgia because i love the computer games dude I, I never played the computer games and you still love this game so still love, still yeah. love all the action and it's one of those things that it's you just want to play it again and again like i i don't it's so weird how it does this to me, but I just, I just always want to play it again. Okay. Hold on. The expansion is obviously not a standalone. It has to be with the main game, right? Correct. Yes. You absolutely need the main game with the, for the expansion to work. 
Okay. Just looking because the price was way too different. You know what I mean? One was, you can get one for like 30 bucks. I'm kind of generalizing between a low and a high number I see here. Yep. Um, and then the expansion was like, oh, $19. Whoa, how's that right. work? Yeah, the expansion is a little box. How does it do the app update with the expansion? You just tell the app you're using the expansion. Oh, well, that's pretty smart. Well, these programmers making all this stuff, all bits and bytes. You tell it, you tell it number of players, difficulty, which challenge you picked up, and whether or not you're using the expansion rules. As you fail, <laughs> as you mess things up, the game just gets so much harder, and they do such a good job at that. That escalation of intensity really drives me to want to be better at it. And I think that's the thing. You know, I like Pandemic for the same reason. Like, I go through Pandemic, and I have a hard time. We don't win, and it drives me to want to be better at it. XCOM ac- accomplishes the exact same thing. It, if I lose, I, I am driven to want to do better again. And then it's fun. It's fun making that attempt. And I like all four positions. I've played all four positions. I, I love them all. I think that science is the easiest position. So if you're a new player and you don't want to get overwhelmed, play the scientist role. And then I'll go commander because as I think, the commander's kind of seen everything, but it's really not the super toughest role. I, and, and let's see. Okay, well, hold on. Go with your four. Let me not interrupt here. So the way I see it is... For once, I won't interrupt, dear <laughs> listener. The way I see it, scientist is the easiest. I think the hardest position is probably the commander because you're you're juggling so many different things a little bit, but the sol- the person assigning the soldiers, the hard thing about assigning the soldiers is you flip over a mission card and the mission card will tell you how many aliens to put down on it. You put those aliens down face down. Just like in the video game, you have no idea what kind of alien you're going to run into. And because you don't know what kind of alien you're going to run into, you don't know what type of soldiers are optimized for the mission you're about to go on. And so you have this really tough call of which soldiers to bring. Sometimes you've already lost like a sniper, so you don't want to necessarily risk your your last sniper. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the person assigning the soldiers is where the game is won or lost. And it's such a high, it's such a hard thing to get right. And you have to be okay with that. You have to be the type of person who's okay with getting it a little wrong and still soldiering forward. Yes. And you're you're inundated because along with uh, tackling missions, you're also defending the base. And if you don't defend the base, game's over. Yeah. Um, so you just have a lot of competing needs as the soldier. Okay. I'm going to look at that and say squad leader, squad commander guy, hardest job. Not only about just the mechanics of the cards come up, you got to make choices here and there. Boy, you're right. There's a lot of pressure on you. Mm-hmm. You, you are just... On that, you they are on you, right? It is. You've got to make these pressure decisions. The whole table gets to watch you fuck up. And, you know, I, I kind of see that. I think the outer space communications person, that's a very managing role. You got to manage that. I think the scientist and them, I kind of group in the middle because the scientist has to, if they don't pick the right tech to proceed with, you're guys get screwed so maybe i'm gonna put the scientist second i'm gonna put the communications officer third and i'm gonna say the commander might be to me the easiest kind of role in this you have a lot of time to plan as a commander 
or at least I feel like I have a lot of time to play and I take a lot of notes and you're I watch very, what people are doing. You're a very, okay. You need a very organized person to be in the commander seat. I think, I think the commander seat is easy for the right person and overwhelming for someone else. Oh, and for, and for the listener, they do make you report your leftover tally at the end of the turn. Yes. And they know how much you should have based upon what you did. Yes. And I've never reported wrong. What happens if you report wrong? Shit probably gets real. So the app doesn't know how many things you deployed, but it does know the results of your actions. Oh, so they're just asking you to be honest. If you really screwed up your money, you just really screwed up your money. Right. Right. Now, the amount of money you get every turn is based on how happy all the nations are or how far away from panic they are. The game does tell you, just say, hey, report where all the nations are on the panic tracker. Report how many spaceships are in space and tell me, did you complete the mission or not? Yeah. So you have to do a bunch of tallying to the game for it to know how to treat you next turn. And it's not always gentle <laughs> the way it treats you next turn. If you're doing great, if you're like, if if all your stuff is clean, all the nations are very far away from panic, dude, you get lots of money. You like, it boosts you. Like you have a smoother ride. So being very good early can set you up for success. And this is okay. So the commander gets this like kiddie pool of cash. And I want to ask you, Rich. Okay, so listener you the commander has a bank of extra money that's set aside separately from the money you get every turn and there's a step in there where it says draw money out of the bank rich do you draw all the money first turn or do you draw some of the money first turn some how much like five bucks gosh yeah let's say five it's just a little you just always have to have a little in the kitty right for contingency but I don't go all out. How about you? I, the last time I played was a two player game, Kelly and I, and I want to say we drained that sucker first turn. How did that turn out? Well, you get to keep your money turn over turn. Right. So I was just like, I'm just going to take it all. And if we don't spend it all, that's fine. We really tried hard to just stomp first and second turn so that the missions were taken care of. Because when you complete a mission, panic goes down. And we did Ooh, that. Too much tempting to have all that money available at one time. I know. I know. It's tough. It's tough because you have to you have to hold yourself back from from right. overspending. Have you seen me in the Barbara? <laughs> that's it. Well, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. You could accidentally spend all your cash needlessly yeah. and end up with uh, an overinvestment on the board. But I find if you if you spend a good portion of your kitty to make it so that the first and second turns are panic reducing turns, that ups your income for th- turns three and four. And by then the game should be over <laughs> because you've lost or won one way or another. Yeah, I think I've had a game go f- six rounds. And but most games are over and done by fourth or fifth round. God, it seems like again, how long is this game? I mean, we're talking too much. It's a 90 minute game, dude. Yeah, it's an hour to two hours for sure. I mean, just to think about that four turns, five turns, hour and a half. Yeah, that's a game, bro. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We got to give this game props. When are we playing it on Friday? We got to introduce a youth squad to this. You know they've not played XCOM. Dude, we can play we can play XCOM next youth squad, which would be right after the uh, airing of this episode. There we go. Let's see if we can make that happen. Yeah. 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 Dude, and it's on Tabletop Simulator. That's awesome. Go play it, everyone. It's a great game. Yeah. Go buy it. Don't just play it, though, on Tabletop Simulator. Go purchase a copy and support Fancy Flight Game, who is the master of mashing together licenses. The other thing that I really like about this board game that I super appreciate from Fantasy Flight is the minis look damned good. Yes. And they're high-quality pieces all around atypical Final Fantasy shit. Now, did they fix the dice? Hold on. Hold on. Yes, the dice are better than Doom. Okay, thank you. The Doom dice, dude, were just bad. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Fantasy Flight. Love the game, hate the dice. But they, they, I think they found a way to make it cheaper to, to make custom-faced die that actually have grooves that are filled in with ink, not just Instead ink on a flat surface. Screen printing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they they got better at dice making. Yeah. I mean, you're eating a pizza, you're rolling the yeah. dice. Dude, everything, everything Fantasy Flight does is custom dice now. Everything wow. they oh, don't do, right. they don't do basic game, basic dice anymore. All the role playing games, all dude, the board games, they're dude, all custom dice. You know what they did to me? I bought the Fantasy Flight dice roller from my my phone. You know, I, I like to play Star Wars, yeah, the uh, X Wing. Yeah. So I bought the dice roller app, thinking it might help. <laughs> no, I still roll like shit. <laughs> it's like, it, oh, it's rich, cool. Yeah, bye. Yeah. <laughs> miss, 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 miss. No block, a negative no block, story, negative no block, story. no block. Um, so. It used to have D&D dice in it, like polyhedral. Did I say yeah. that word right? Yeah, polyhedral yeah, yeah. dice. Yeah. And last time I went into it, I was someplace and I was like, oh, I can get a D6. They're gone. There are no common dice in the app. Does the FFG dice roller have all their games represented? Let me take a quick peek. Is XCOM it's, represented? It's called, oh, it's called Star Wars dice now. Oh, so the app is called Star Wars dice. So it probably is just Star Wars based dice. Well, no, look, there's my... I'm going to show Dave, everybody. There's my X-Wing dice right there. See? Oh. The green and the red yeah. for X-Wing. Hi, Carl. Let me go to settings. So you get to pick the game you're playing. And so that gives you the dice from that game. Oh. Armada, Imperial Assault, Legion, Rebellion, Star Wars, X-Wing. And that's it on this. Okay. You used to have polyhedral dice. They did some update. It's gone. Can the app read the dice to you verbally? Oh. I, I don't know that. For like accessibility reasons. Wow, that would be kind of cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. Let's go to settings. Oops, sorry, everybody. Show presets, show results, use radio menu, auto hide, volume. I'm going to turn that down. And shake sensitivity, blink. Oh, it does have a visual one bang, but it, oh, let me click on it. Nope, doesn't talk. Oh, that's too bad. I can see. See, I would, so here's my beef with Fantasy Flight about the custom dice is that custom dice are like not accessible. That's a very true point. I mean, and geez. if they, if they, if they've got this app, they're clearly using your speaker. They should oh, be yeah. able to do like a miss or whatever, you know, <laughs> like, you heard all that, right? Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. like right now I have one miss on the screen and it should, you're right. I should be able to maybe click that and it says one miss or have under my settings. If I have this wrong, Oh geez, that's loud. If I have this wrong, please comment, like, and subscribe. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like That would be I, nice. I, I think that 
I think that that's a way for their stuff to be better for accessibility. Like then they're actually better than normal dice. Dude, send this podcast in. So we get stocks in fantasy flight for, for pimping them out all the time. We do pimp them out a lot. We do pimp them out a lot. I really like their stuff, man. Did they do talisman too? Did they redo talisman? Yeah. Talisman is theirs. Yeah, absolutely. I love talisman. Well, sorry. I like talisman. Nobody I live near likes talisman. <laughs> really? How do they not like that? That is because it, you know, it's a, it's a, it can be a long game where you're wandering around in circles. Well, it is a big circle. Yeah, unless you get all the expansions, then it's lots of expansions. Then it's lots of big circles. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Sorry, we're not reviewing talisman. Um, oh, sorry. That'll be another day. That Jared put it on the list. So yeah. I guess those are all the things I really had about XCOM is I love the minis. I love the game. The app is, is good. As far as board games go that have apps, I like this one the most. And if you want to play with us, just let us know. Yeah. Uh, Merchant description below. Yes. (laughs) Awesome. Rich, anything else? Uh, It's a game I can win at. That's about it. Yeah. (laughs) I still say play four people. You, yeah, I think four people is, is the optimal way, but two is, is really good too. Yes. I, you know, probably the only reason I say four is because I like watching everybody do their jobs Ooh, and color you get friendly. more people. It's color friendly too. The whole oh. thing is color friendly. Oh, Everything yeah, symbols. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Yeah. Everything symbols. Everything's nice and easy. Like I never heard you grouse about anything no. on that game. Very good. Thank you for pointing that out. That's all I have. Everyone at home. Thanks a ton for listening. And as always have fun and play well. May all your roles be crits. Thanks for listening. This episode was produced by me, David Gillespie, with music provided by Taylor Guillory. Our web presence is managed by Amy Nelson. And if you like our style, please leave a review for us on iTunes. It's the best way to help people find us. Most importantly, though, feel welcome to connect with us on Twitter, our Facebook group, Discord server, our Friday night Twitch streams, and our website, all under the name High Shelf Gaming. We really look forward to talking and playing games with you. Jin Yang, get off! <laughs> That'd be so awesome if your cat's name was Jin Yang. Did you? Did you? I've renamed my cat to Jin Yang. Have you? Yeah, well, my daughter doesn't believe it. She says it's Gigi, but I go ahead and <laughs> rename my engine. Jin Yang! Do you have one of those intelligent <laughs>